from Kanfei Nasharim and Jukology. This is the Year of Jewish Learning on the Environment podcast series. This podcast is titled, Holy Use, Relating to Resources Sustainably. My name is Rabbi Yonatan Nero, and I want to share with you a Jewish approach to sustainable resource use. When something breaks, the question often arises, repair it or get rid of it and buy a new one. With material goods so abundant today, it is easy to throw things away. We discard clothing and appliances and buy new ones instead of repairing them. We throw away usable items because they're a few years old and may be outdated by new products. And we buy goods usually wrapped in disposable packaging. The cheapness of new products serves as a disincentive for the cost of repair. Yet the decision whether to reuse or discard an object in part emerges from how a person relates to material possessions as essential or expendable, indispensable or disposable. This is where Jewish tradition is so relevant today. Age-old Jewish teachings reveal a vision for holy use of the material world, which relates deeply to sustainable resource use. Let us begin with the Talmudic sage Rabbi Yochanan. On his deathbed, he told his students to move the vessels from his room lest they become contaminated by his corpse and thereby the vessels would be unusable. In the 20th century, Rabbi Yaakov Kanievsky, the stipler Rebbe, instructed his children to straighten a bent nail and use it in building their sukkah so that it would not go to waste. These examples show the relationship our sages had with material objects and the effort they invested in holy use of them. Furthermore, Jewish sources abound with examples of reusing ritual objects. The Talmudic sages Rav Ami and Rav Asi stated concerning the reuse of ritual bread, since one mitzvah was done with it, we should use it for another mitzvah or commandment. This principle manifests in a number of other Jewish practices, including the custom to use myrtle from the lulav bundle of Sukkot, or the etrog with cloves inserted as the pleasing fragrance for havdalah. Since one commandment has been done with it, the object has been infused with holiness. In doing a separate commandment, it is preferable to use the previous object because its elevated holiness will enable the second mitzvah to be done at a higher level of sanctity. The story about the patriarch Jacob also lends perspective to how we are meant to use our resources. Before the epic encounter between Jacob and Esau, Jacob brought his family and possessions across a stream. He returned at night to the other side of the stream, and the Torah narrates that Jacob remained alone. The rabbis understand that Jacob recrossed the stream at night to recover a few small vessels he forgot to bring across. Why did Jacob, facing an imminent confrontation with Esau and his 400-man militia, leave his family alone and vulnerable at night to recover a few forgotten flasks? The strangeness of Jacob's action becomes understandable when one examines Jacob's worldview. He believed that everything in his possession comes from God, has a specific purpose, and must be used to its full potential. As the Orchot Sadiqin commentary explains, each material item that a righteous person uses as a means toward a spiritual repair in the world. Jacob went back for the vessels to ensure that their full potential would be realized. The truly righteous recognize the value of their God-given possessions and are very careful with them, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant they are. Reuse is their mantra, not recycle. This perspective is foreign to our current disposable lifestyle, which has tangible environmental consequences. For example, the United States' National Academy of Sciences estimated that each year 
humans put 6.4 million tons of marine litter into the oceans. This debris entangles sea life and harms marine animals such as sea turtles, seabirds, and marine mammals who come to eat the debris, according to the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They note that the marine debris can harm important marine habitats like coral reefs, which they say, quote, serve as the basis of marine ecosystems and thus are critical to the survival of many other species. How could it be that we generate so much waste? That brings us back to the small vessels, one plastic bag at the checkout stand, or one item I could have fixed, or had fixed, multiplied by decades of such consumption, and now billions of people. Things add up. Jacob's going back for two or three vessels teaches us that little things matter. Seeing at the higher value in objects reorients how we use them. While recycling is synonymous with green, acts with far greater environmental impact include reducing what one uses in the first place and re reusing what one does use. Hence the phrase, reduce, reuse, recycle. The affluence and abundance of Western society today presents both an environmental and a religious challenge to avoid needless waste and use the resources of the physical world in a holy way. If we live up to the task, we can discover both physical and spiritual rewards through our holy use of the material world. Thank you.